Welcome back to the ATI Podcast, Season 2, Episode 6. Barrett here, host, and Josh Welch, as usual, by my side. Hello, hello. We're at it again on another one, and this is going to be a very special one, and that is our first on-site, our second business feature, and that is at the Alamo Draft House, St. Louis. Barrett and Josh do the Alamo. Looking forward to this one, Josh. Yeah, we about to do it real nice. Yeah, we're going to do it real big up here in the Alamo. We're going to sip some beers. We're going to eat some food. We're going to wash some fish. Some cavatier, maybe. Sipping the cavatier, some fish sandwiches. No, no, uh, really awesome place. Uh, excited, excited. Um, hopefully, this is the first of many on yeah. site. Oh, I mean, yeah, sure. obviously, we have some more planned, and we'll talk about that later. But yeah. And the, and the first of many trips to the Alamo, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, remember well. the Alamo, Davy Crockett. Never forget. So, some may be familiar, some may not be with what the Alamo draft house is kind of the intent of this episode at the very least is to educate you uh you know create a well-rounded opinion on our personal experience so review it talk about it what they have to offer we're gonna open things up a little bit differently than traditionally today we're not gonna have like current events type talk or anything like that we're just gonna kind of get into what the alamo is when it was founded some a little bit of a history piece and then uh, we will also be having a conversation with the representative of the alamo draft house theater chain and specifically in representation of the alamo draft house st louis which we'll talk about a little more so so let's start by what is the Alamo? What's so special about it? Why do I keep here in Alamo Draft House? Well, Alamo Draft House is a cinema that's known for delivering iconic special events, movie parties, live performances, multi-course film feasts, and in-person appearances by filmmakers and talent. They do it all. They, yeah. I mean, you think of it, any theater experience, these guys provide it. Yeah. Really. It's really cool. They can do movie premieres. They've done film festivals. I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff. So, frequent collaborator on the show. Brandon Stewart, he's actually the one who smartened me up about Alamo Draft House because he lived out in Denver, Colorado when he was stationed out there in the military, and they have a very nice Alamo Draft House yeah. there, state of the art. He spent quite a bit of time there, I think. Yeah, right? he was a member. He had like a membership where he got to go see so many showings a month. Like if they did like let's say like a cult film screen, like a classic, like a second run. Yeah, he would get to go see like four of those a month plus one premiering movie and then discounts off of movie tickets beyond that so it was some nominal fee a month so yeah that that was just like an example so then he started accruing all these experiences so well one time he did this dinner party it was a monty python it was like a five course meal and it was served throughout parts of the movie as well and um you know drinks everything was themed with it yeah and i think another time he went for rocky horror picture show and there was kind of like a rocky horror picture show bingo yeah and then like everybody you're supposed to dress up oh it's great and say, also, costumes and yeah, stuff yeah i think there's like some participation thing that people do with that movie anyways like as certain parts come up they do stuff so like all of that was going on so that was like a really cool film experience down in austin texas i know fantastic fest tim league is one of the organizers 
organizers of that and he's the founder of alamo draft house they like that's heavily involved in this so it's just there's just so many like events things they'll have directors come and talk so for example while we're here today at the alamo draft house and this evening they're actually doing this special showings of films with participants in the film so uh greg who's an actor from the room movie he's the guy who played mark he's actually going to be presenting the room and showing the room at 7 p.m on sunday oh hey there greg yeah how high, Greg? Oh, hi, hi, Mark. Uh, yeah, I mean, Mark, Mark in oh, the yeah, movie, but Greg's his real name. Greg's his real yeah. name. <laughs> but yeah, the Tommy Wiseau room is being going to be showed there. And yeah, man, just like really cool shit. And if you're a big theater fan, movie but fan buffs like we are and stuff, you know, you just you can't go wrong. Yeah, they do it all. It seems like, you know, it's just like a good, fun, like atmosphere and community-driven place, it seems. You know what I mean? They really have family-centric events, too. Right. So, yeah, you can go out with your buddies, have a good time, go out with the wife, good date night. Like, they really have everything that kind of covers it all. The family parties in particular, like, you can rent out and have an event with your family, right. too, you know, and do a showing there. So it's just really incredible that all the things and all the bases that they cover and provide us provide people there. So we're actually going to be speaking with Jennifer up at the St. Louis location, St. Louis Alamo Draft House, located in the Foundry. People who know about the Foundry know that there's a lot of arts-related food, nightlife, that sort of thing, all compiled there in one at that building. So that's kind of native to the St. Louis Alamo, Alamo Draft House experience too. So that's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. modern building as well. Just amazing feat of architecture in some senses, just aesthetically uh, at a glance. So now open at the West Foundry, the Alamo Draft House. You can find good food, good beer, good film all in the same place way more than the average multiplex everyone who works at alamo draft house from the managers to the servers and the kitchen staff is passionate about film whether it's an interactive movie party presentation of timeless classics a chef inspired feast with a menu paired with the film or a reevaluation of a lost gym they love sharing the movies they love serving alamo draft house audiences of all ages so that's a little blurb about the st louis location specifically let's get into the history of the alamo draft house too we mentioned that we were going to bring that up and the alamo draft house was founded in austin texas by tim and carrie league we mentioned tim league earlier uh, they were driven by a simple passion for loving movies watching them enjoying them along with food and beer their first theater was at 409 Colorado Street there in Austin, Texas, and was a hand-built on-screen operation that initially featured second-run titles at discount rates. So that went over very well. The League's passions for programming quickly soared past just the standard repertory theater Midnight Fair. Soon, what was once a nondescript parking garage became a hub for cinephiles far beyond Central Texas. Within its first year, the venue was playing host to film premieres and visiting filmmakers. Over the years, the original Colorado Street location became a laboratory for more innovative programming and events, and the leagues began opening more and more larger theaters that offered a fresh mix of Hollywood product and indie fare. Today, Alamo Draft House has dozens of locations across the United States, with many more to come. Each location is managed with the same dedication and careful regard to film-inspired food and drink, crystal clear visual and audio presentations, and deliriously fun special events, all inspired by the first years on that Colorado street. That's cool. You know, I think we kind of detailed that kind of in layman's terms, but that's the write-up on Alamo Draft House specifically. So, I mean, I don't know if I wasn't already excited enough as it was for this experience. Us getting out to tour the facilities, to take part in the food and drink aspect of things, to see a film, right. and then talk to those behind the scenes. Specific, specifically, we'll be sitting down with Jennifer 
offer. Yeah. And uh, just kind of talking more nuts and bolts and business and right and approach to social media and events and, and those sorts of things and just peel back the curtain a little bit. Yeah. I think this place is great. Also, because, you know, with the pandemic and stuff, you were worried about cinemas and the future of film and it's cool to see these places like this that are still investing so much in trying to keep that alive and you know the whole experience of going and watching film somewhere and having fun and you know i i love it so i'm interested to pick our brain about all this and this yeah. place is awesome. Look look forward to it. 100%. And to just kind of piggyback off that point as well, you know, with all the things going on and us worrying about what the state of affairs and theaters and, and things would be, I think, you know, people are craving those experiences again. Right, right. But, you know, somebody who goes above and beyond like an Alamo Draft House in this instance, people are really going to not only just crave to have that theater experience, but just have these all-encompassing events and experiences that, right. that Alamo Draft House specifically can un- uniquely offer it's guests, it's clientele. And, you know, I, I the aspect of, you know, I've always loved film as an escape. Personally, I like watching the obscure movies, but I also like some of my blockbusters. And I feel like Alamo Drafthouse specifically is a business that offers those to people with those types of interests, particularly in my case. So with that, folks, we are going to head off to our interview with Jennifer of Alamo Drafthouse St. Louis. We'll see you after the break. Hey, this is Josh from ATI Podcast. For show updates and news about the podcast, follow us on social media. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast 22 on Twitter at podcast underscore ATI, on Instagram at the ATI Podcast, on TikTok at ATI Podcast. DMs are always welcome. Have a question for the show? You can always email us at atipodcastquestions at gmail.com. Stay safe out there. Welcome everybody back to the ATI Podcast. Barrett here. I got Josh the co-host as usual. Hello, hello. And then we have Jennifer from Alamo Draft House. And today we're going to be talking about Alamo Draft House, St. Louis specifically. Just kind of generate some interest here at Alamo Draft House. And everybody knows our fans that follow us, that we're big movie buffs. We've had several movie-centric episodes. We've had directors on the show, people that scored films, things of that ilk. So we wanted to kind of get more on the corporate side of things and talk more business operations type related stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then specifically the experience that St. Louis, Alamo Draft House is providing its clients, its customers, its clientele. So, Jennifer, nice to have you on the show. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you. But please, my mother's Jennifer. You can call me Jen. Okay, All right, Jen. Jen. My Jen mom's not Jennifer. I'm sorry. No, she has a different name altogether. It's great to be here. Yeah. Excited. Yeah, uh, we appreciate it. For yeah, sure. absolutely. We appreciate the opportunity for sure. Alamo Draft House is one of those things that I had yearned for St. Louis to have for years. I had a friend who lived out in Colorado, so Denver, the Alamo Draft House there. He was oh, always yeah. going to events. He was a part of a membership club, film club that they had out there and was able to go catch some very cool things like a Monty Python themed dinner. Um, (laughs) He did uh, just several different films, you know, so. And I know tonight we've got a special showing coming with the room. Yeah, with Greg Sestero is going to be here and do some live commentary, right? Yep, he is. uh, The next two nights. I'm very excited about that. Um, This is just the beginning, really. Uh, When we, you know, when we open, we really want to focus on training and and giving the best guest experience. And now that everybody's feeling comfortable and stuff, I'm like, now let's have some fun. So this is this is the beginning. And you mentioned like a special dinner for Monty Python. Absolutely count on that coming down the down the pipeline, too. We're going to have dinners. Uh, film club, all all the things that other Alamos have. Very cool. Very cool. And I know that Alamo Drafthouse, too, tries to kind of target the area at which that they have an establishment at and have events related to that area as well. So the original Drafthouse, of course, is in Austin, Texas, where Mm -hmm. Tim League and his wife started. Yep. 
That's right. So they have things like Fantastic Fest down there, which is a huge film festival that he's very active and involved in specifically. Which is amazing. It is amazing. Keeping it alive. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been to a Fantastic Fest? Unfortunately, I have not, but I have yearned to do so. My (laughs) wife and I have a little savings that we're trying to accumulate to go down and do it right now. I got to go once in 2019, and uh, it was insane. Ryan Johnson was there. Yeah. Knives Out. And uh, Bong Joon-ho was also there for for Parasite. Parasite. So I got to see both of those premieres. Wow. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. And I think sometimes I'm like, well, maybe it's meant to be that you haven't been back since. I mean, we didn't have a traditional one after that for a couple of years, but it was just such a wild ride. Yeah, I could imagine. That was just as a spectator just going to watch a movie. So like, (laughs) you know, I didn't even realize everything I was going to get into. So it's truly a great event. I would love to eventually create some sort of film festival, you know, similar to it without stepping on the toe of, it, sure. of anybody else obviously but right. um it's it's something special but yeah really we we love to tie into the community in any way we can and um we're having I, i'm gonna butcher their name and now i feel terrible but it's like this essentially like the scottish society they're we're going to have a screening of monty python and the holy grail and okay. have them out to just awesome. talk about the cool stuff they do and yeah. and they were here for the grand opening too that we you know had week before last that you know with bagpipe just all the fun stuff anything we can tie into the community for make it more fun get a spotlight on anything that is happening around us you know whether that's our neighbors at the foundry um or or just any a nonprofit or anybody who has a movie and you know maybe they want to screen their movie here and just all of it yeah it's 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 odd to think that st louis itself actually has quite a few film directors here screenwriters people that edit film one of what i consider one of the best films last year that was actually released The Watcher uh, at Pretty Low Key and uh, underrated. Uh, the film editor was actually from St. Louis that did that oh, film as well. Oh, I did well. not realize so, yeah, that. It was a very good, very good movie, but you know, there's just a lot of talent in St. Louis that people don't know about, and that's in part kind of why we do our thing. We try to let people yeah. know about that. Right. Let's learn a little bit more about you. How did you get started with Alamo Draft House? Oh, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> the truth is, I was uh, very... My dad owned an independent movie theater in this little town where I grew up by Kansas City. And he bought that. It had been shut down for some years, and he bought it when I was about seven. And so I was part of that whole process of, like, renovating a space and trying to turn it into something, you know, that would equal people going to the movies right. because he loved movies um, still loves movies and that's what I did I grew up in the theater scraping candy from under seats you know and cleaning bathrooms at, yeah. at the, you know getting paid cash under the table at the beginning so I was a child and it was technically illegal yeah um, right right child labor <laughs> right, you know well, I'm not gonna say his name I'm not gonna right. say his name <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, I know now dad um, <laughs> so but I loved it I just wanted to be there all the time and then uh, I stay you know off and on I worked there through high school and then um, managed it when I was in college. And then after that, I didn't want to work for movie theater again. Cause I was like, I put in my time not yeah. doing it. Saw that uh, Alamo and Springfield just opened up and w- they were looking for a creative manager. And I was at my job that was not at a movie theater at the time and thought I'd can't stand the thought of another day here. I want yeah. to go back to the theater, you know. Yeah. So applied for that job and thankfully got it because who knows what would happen otherwise. <laughs> and um, and it's just been great ever since, you know. Like I, I we shut down for a while sure. during, yeah. you know, Absolutely. just about you know three years ago about this exact time and and just the idea that 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 
industry might have taken such sure. a massive catastrophic hit that none of us might come back was just right. terrifying. I was like, what else do I even want to do? Nothing. I don't want to do anything right. else. I either want to write about movies or watch movies. Yeah. yeah. And sure. so I was really grateful to, you know, that we made it on the other side of that. And one of the great byproducts of that is that, um, our franchise owners had the opportunity to purchase the St. Louis location and took it, which cool. is, yeah, we were, you know, St. Louis was going to open in the before times that was announced, I think in 2018. Right. And then there it was very like, are we going to make it? Or, you know, right, are right, anyone's going to make it? Sure. I, that I, I, every time I mention it, I'm like, well, you all know. I don't need right. to talk about it. We were <laughs> it's, all there. It's so odd the way that we reflect on that time now, because, <laughs> right. you know, it seems so seems devastating. Yesterday. But at the time, it was not too long ago, right. and the fact that you know it's kind of bounced back pretty yeah, decently, right? I know it, it's it's really exciting, but you know you're still like so scared. Can I say sure. that things are better? Yeah. They feel like they're better. You know, yeah. it feels yeah. like we're all we're all back out, and we're all just having a good time, and and we can just put the pedal to the metal and right. move forward with all of these community based events and all right. the things that made Draft House great before, and that you know we'll be great again in a new community i know a part of the recruiting process or at least what i'm familiar of it too as far as staff that work at alamo draft house I, it's awful also a plus if you're a fan of films right so you can kind of mingle it's with the not people. gonna be nearly as fun if you're not right you know right, sure. like i i can't imagine you know working this job i've worked jobs where i haven't necessarily been a fan of that product and sure. you're like you're not not a fan but it's like yeah i don't just don't get it and i feel like that if you just don't get movies or it's not your you know like i have a son who doesn't like movies and is obviously switched at birth and that's like <laughs> a whole other thing that we deal with down yeah, the road but right. like you know <laughs> some some people aren't fans of it but i still say that you can have a great time here we Absolutely. have so many yeah. other things happening yeah. um but if you work here and aren't a fan of, fan of movies maybe it's not for you right and i don't mean you know, like sometimes it's not a fit right it right. doesn't mean anybody's wrong it yeah just it's means kind of a square that, you know, peg round yeah, hole situation yeah. right it's just right. like chances are excellent you're going to be working in a movie theater within the structure right so, for right. sure if you hate it don't do it yeah no i agree and i mean i've grown up on films my life uh, that that to me the essence of seeing a movie is a family experience or a friend experience, right? So you go to a theater and there's a communion there and it's an understanding that everybody's here to see this one thing. Yeah. It's bringing us all together. Yes. You know, that's the beauty of it. And I really feel like, you know, some of the, even some of the policies that Alamo Draft House has in place to help keep that special nature of seeing movies, right. you know, yep. somebody might read and be off put by the idea that, oh, you get your phone out, we're going to ask you to leave or, you know, things of that ilk, or you come late to the movie. But yeah. those are ultra distra distracting things. Yes. Whenever you go see a theater, and I know as a, a film fan, like I get kind of cringy when people start coming in late. They got their phone lights on, you yes. know, that sort of thing. So yes. it just kind of sets off the experience in the wrong direction. So yep. Reason being for such policies to be in place, right? Exactly. Um, I And you're right. I'm glad you, you brought that up because we don't intend for any of these to seem as if we are, you know, better than the average moviegoer. It's just a celebration of the theatrical experience. Right, right. So it's it's more like we, we have people tell us all the time, well, I am just a little bit late, but I'm not going to create, you know, a, a disturbance. disturbance or... And, you know, like I, I was probably going to get up and go to the bathroom later anyway, but there's a 
difference between, you know, slipping out of your seat, going to the bathroom and coming right. back and settling into right. your seat. Right. Like it, even it if you, is. you know, if you think you're not making that much noise, you're still maybe there's a coat, maybe there's a bag, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just the act of settling is a distraction sure. by yeah, its nature. Sure. And so we are by movie lovers for movie lovers. Tim and Carrie League were huge movie lovers are to this day. And they wanted an experience that gave almost this, you know, respectful hush to like, yes, we all have to be in a shared space, right. but we can do so in a respectful way. Absolutely. And, you know, like it, and I think the way that they created it does make this experience at Alamo more of, I just met a bunch of people, maybe not directly, but who are my friends now right. because we have right. the same reverence for this experience. Absolutely. And then, you know, unfortunately, sometimes a crying baby is, is not ideal. Sure, um, right. And so we have all ages screenings, you know, sensory right. friendly, all ages screenings that, that cater to you those know family, family with yeah. those, those needs or, you know, like uh, maybe the, the sound needs to be a little lower, just being respectful for all sensory experiences. And then we have, you know, we, we don't allow babies beyond it's and it's nothing it doesn't mean we hate babies or hate children it just means that you know we are very aware many of us are parents ourselves and very aware of the distractions that come with small children and you know we want to we want to provide an outlet for families too so they can still come i could say this with very young children myself and sometimes they're angels and sometimes they're demons so you know yeah i know it and i'm embarrassed (laughs) to be in public sometimes whenever the fits happen and that sort of stuff you know yep the scene that it makes just imagine that in a quiet movie theater where everybody's especially like a drama or something right. you know, you're you like know, in a serious pins part needles, right ah, absolutely yeah. <laughs> just kind of ruins the sanctity of the process and the ritual of going it to see a movie right really does it really does and no disrespect to anybody we right. just want to make it a, a safe space for people who are there to see them sure. that's absolutely. you know and whatever form that takes and so i have felt a lot of times and especially like with our rep screenings our movie parties and you know it really is a community and you really yeah. do feel a little closer to everyone else when you leave even if you didn't say a word to them Absolutely. Yeah. well the community aspect too i find quite interesting you know it's not just talk because you guys are actually located in the foundry which yes. is kind of its own community inside yes. of st louis as well so a stellar location how yeah. did that come together um steve smith who is the owner of the foundry just had this amazing vision um and the foresight to have a lot of people in place to execute it so he he got this lined out i think in 2018 um and obviously it was a long time coming but just watching just watching how much it's changed since the first time I was here during our construction phase is just amazing like incredible i i love this space like it is a community unlike i mean there are a couple of other draft houses similar in which it's like a like a sub community within a community but this is my favorite like it's just i every time i get here i just get excited to be here you know like it's just looking at it it, the view from the second floor windows here is is incredible and and then just i've made it a point to shop at every one of the little shops so i can meet the people and everybody's so nice yeah yeah they're just like so and you can tell like genuine nice versus sure. like retail nice so right. say. but like yeah. they just seem like so kind and and i have not had a bad experience here yet yeah not that i'm trying to but like you know it's just yeah i mean just even great sitting at the bar here in this area you know some of the seating that you guys have it almost gives that cityscape feeling like i almost yeah. feel like i got a corner office in mad men or something right. yes you know? yeah. yeah it's so, the best view yeah yeah every time i'm here i work close to the windows so i can yeah. just like look out absolutely and i find kind of your beginnings as well kind of interesting because it does 
kind of aligns similar with the founder who you mentioned Tim League yeah. is that yes. they kind of started out as a second run film theater mm-hmm. and that was the humble beginnings of Alamo Draft House exactly. and you and your family essentially did the same thing exactly oh yeah I feel it because I still get goosebumps every time the lights go down before a movie that I've seen in a movie theater like every every movie like there's just something about it like it's just this suspended reality you yeah. know you, right like I know like that escape. I especially love to see movies here because I know I'm not going to secretly be checking my email right at any point like I would at home or right. you know like getting on my phone sure. it makes me put down the outside right. world and like just live in this magic bubble yeah. for a couple of hours and don't we all need that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In 2023, you definitely need yes. that distraction. Yeah. Even right. if it's for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Without question. And I know that, you know, with the with it being located here in the foundry as well, I'm sure you probably get some like walk-in business, just people out of curiosity yes. come in to check out the establishment outside of your diehards. Like, I would kind of consider myself one. <laughs> yeah, right. Even though I'm finally seeing a movie tonight, we're actually doing the room screen. Oh, you are? Yes. Well, yeah, I'll excited. see you at that one too. Yeah, yeah. we're really excited yeah. to do that. But, you know, just, just to lean into some of the experiences that folks get to have here i know that there's other things that happen like you do theme months like keanu month is yes. either this month or com- upcoming yes. right where you're showing various keanu reeves films mm-hmm. um you know you do special second screens like this morning i actually really loved the movie book smart whenever it came uh, out me too i thought it was sneaky good nobody was talking about yeah. it and uh you did like a, a book smart brunch this yeah. morning like yeah. with a brunch themed breakfast and yeah. stuff so that's, that's thank awesome. you for knowing about that. yeah i mean it's just it's insane the the various things that alamo draft house offers its clients its customers yes yeah we we love to and we also love to take requests too like we're always looking for because there's always other stuff that we could be doing and you know we don't know what people love until they tell us so we i love our brunch series because brunch is great and there's some movies that are just like just seem to pair very well with that i love that we did book smart because yeah sneaky good is a great way of describing that movie and and then just stuff that might be based in a specific community um i in Springfield, Missouri, where I'm based a lot of the time, um, we've done, we had like a literacy council nonprofit where we did a book adaptations for the whole month and had them come and speak before and give away some of the books associated with sure. movies and just talk about their mission and how they were helping the community. So we're always looking for those types of outreach things too, but um, we found that movie parties are just such a quick automatic way to build a community here right, and sure. our film club as well like it's it's like a book club but with movies yeah. you right. know where you have titles that seem to invite discussion more so than others and and then you just have a little like 30 minute post film Q&A afterwards yeah. or, or discussion or whatever like with Greg we'll have a little post film Q&A you know and, and we're, everybody gets to ask them the questions you've wondered like how what right, what was right. that really like yeah. I mean yeah. like in your words yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. like how'd you Tell make it through that like come on (laughs) it's just fun it's just extra little fun things that really make a a movie more meaningful in a lot of cases and the aspect of you know having greg here tonight uh again with the film the film the room showing you know with the q a aspect it gets that personal interaction that you don't get at other theaters in most cases you know almost in every case quite frankly yes it's an experience that was almost exclusively alamo draft house too the folks should be aware of for sure yes uh, yeah and we're you know that's the thing just making sure that we're getting the word out to people that this we do have all of these things and we you know are always inviting what are your thoughts what are your requests you know we want to hear it because we can 
Sure. You know, a lot of times make it happen. And I'm sure at a large part you guys stay sensitive to, you know, anniversaries of such movies. So, oh, for yeah. example, getting back to the room tonight, it's the 20th anniversary. Yes. So that makes it kind of extra special with why we're getting the A to Z commentary from Greg over yep. the film. But I know that, that that goes on in other phases of movies that you guys show as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, the Big Lebowski, for example, 25 years this year. So I'm mm-hmm. sure we're going to be having some Big Lebowski movie parties at some point. We're always mindful of... of any kind of anniversary, like you mentioned Keanu Forever this yeah. month leading up to John Wick 4. Mm-hmm. Um, just Keanu is just one of those people that when you really start to look at his filmography there's so, you're like, oh god, I forgot about that, yeah. I forgot about that, yeah. how has it been this long there's since something Bill for and everybody. Ted's Excellent Adventure, you know, like I first loved him in Parenthood um, with Steve Martin, where he was just the ditzy boyfriend. Yeah. That's the one I've watched over and over again. I also love Bill and Ted, yeah, but just, absolutely. you know, like just his range as an actor and just seeing him now, I just watched a John Wick marathon yesterday in preparation for John Wick 4 coming up next yeah. weekend. And yeah, sometimes we're like, just look at this person and look at how much Absolutely. they've done. Let's celebrate it. You know, yeah. it, it's an easy, we, we like to have a theme each month. And this was just such an easy one leading up to yeah. John Wick. The thing about Keanu too, it seems like whenever you watch him in interviews, he seems like a genuinely good person. I so know. it makes it easy to be a fan of him, right? How could you not? You know, like Brendan Fraser too. Oh my like, God, yeah. Right, come on. Yeah. And the you whale know, was just incredible. Incredible oh as well. Goodness. I still have yet to see the whale, but I've heard oh, you've got it. I've, You're gonna yeah. need to see it. I used to never cry at films, but since becoming a father, I've become like way <laughs> oh, more yeah. sensitive. Yeah, that'll do it. And like that film, there's like three or four parts that I was just like almost ugly crying. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. My wife never sees me crying. She's like, "You okay?" You know. <laughs> there's just something in there yeah. that needed to come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a delight, but yeah, just lovable lovable people that just make great movies. I mean, what's not to what's not right. to love about that story? No, we've talked quite a bit about the movie aspect things but that's not all that alamo draft house provides of course draft house is in the name you guys yes. got quite a selection up on the front end right yes we do uh we have 48 beers on tap um which it is yeah so any any given time 48 beers and you know we have some some bottled beers as well but a lot like just a lot of beer here yeah yeah the name was like chosen for a reason you know sure. it's and we really like to tie into the community with those beers too so sure. as many local breweries as we can get in, in every community right and um, yeah. we're going to do that here has been great. Heather Bell's our bar manager. She's incredible. Just in, in reaching out to beers and having pop-ups. Like we had the grand opening uh, last week. We had second shift here. And just any reason we can have to celebrate something within the community, we're going to do. And that's, that's awesome. you know, the tap wall is another example of that. And then outside of the tap wall, too, of course, food yes, is another yep. aspect of yep. it. Local, so you guys... local producers of, of ingredients we have represented here. We have, I cannot remember the name right now, but our toasted ravioli, yeah. like where like emo we style have, maybe yeah 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 yep. we have i got to meet the guy who we made that partnership agreement i got to meet him in that moment and it's just like i love I, yeah. I love just finding anybody any purveyor of local goods right or anything that where we can be like hey let's let's meet up and and it just it's one thing that all alamos have in common but every alamo has its own sure you know and i love that yeah sure and it, it really makes alamo a destination location as well just that cavalcade of experiences that you yes, guys provide. Great word. Right? Great word. Dropped it in like it was nothing. I'm very impressed with that. It's one of those that I know and then I try to say and it's like Cav- cavalcade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you're you're absolutely right. Um, we're always looking 
always looking for partners, always looking for, and that goes, you know, to down to our merch wall. We just um, talked to Messed Up Puzzles, a local place, and we're going to carry their puzzles here. So, Very cool. Yeah. Like everything we can do, we're going to try to. And uh, we took a little bit of a tour of the grounds and everything before the interview today yes. and got kind of a lay of the land, walked down the theater hallways. Oh. And of course, and all you know, yeah, posters. absolutely. The posters specifically, we <laughs> right. have to mention the various movie posters, just everything that you can think of from old black comedies to from Dr. Strangelove all to you know, more modern day things like well, modern to me because I'm like you know, in my middle 30s, but Edward Scissorhands yeah. and things like that, you yeah, know, Beetlejuice, yeah. yeah, Beetlejuice, and so on and so forth. Very Fantastic cool film. aesthetic and design, and kind of the older style, you know, carpeted hallways too that kind right. of gives you almost a I don't know, there's almost like a, a royal feeling to walk down the hallway and then seeing these gold trim you know foreign movie posters and so on and so forth yes, so it absolutely. just sets the mood before you even enter the theater for sure that's another thing um, each Alamo has its own theme so this one again like I keep saying this is my favorite in a lot of ways but it is um, because the theme is absurdist comedies and that's my favorite genre I you know I'm about 10 years older than you but that was still like what I was raised in sure. and especially early Steve Martin. Yeah, oh yeah. So my favorite movie is the jerk, um, yeah. Steve Martin. And one of my other favorite movies is the man with two brains with anything yeah. Steve Martin did. I love like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say like, but those were like two of my early core right. memory forming just wild. Didn't make sense. Um, I didn't understand why everybody's laughing at first and you know, like, right, that right. Kind of, but I just grew up watching it and watching it until I did get it. And that's, those are just my favorite movies just that because it's the easiest for me to forget the rest of life when I'm just laughing at something that just doesn't even make sense, Absolutely. you know? And so, yeah, seeing all of those big, you know, especially 80s when I was a kid, like all those movies I saw as a child, like yeah. it's just very strongly tied into yeah. nostalgia. I'm a big, yeah. big nostalgia freak. You know, you always want to romanticize the past. Sure. And so, the, yeah, it's just my favorite theme. Yeah, I mean, like the time frame, too, that we're all basically talking about some of the films that you've named and I've named. You know, late 70s and early 90s, that was kind of the window. A lot of those films that we're talking about became popular yes. for sure. So right. a lot of Terry Gilliam work, yeah, you know, yes. a little bit of Kubrick work in there, yeah. you know, Tim Burton, so mm -hmm. on and so forth. But yeah, just like absurdist comedies definitely, I think, speaks to this area as well. Um, you know, because we, I feel like St. Louis has always been a city of resiliency. You know, we, fa we faced a lot of adversity. Yes. Uh, but at the same time, we've also been, lending hands out to other folks uh in the midst of that so like for example like during the bosnia conflict we we housed a lot of bosnian refugees okay, here yeah uh, we just brought over a lot of ukrainian refugees for example so it's just kind of a part of what this city is right. and um you know and then that and then getting back to the you more of the absurd comedy stuff it's it, it allows that escape but i think it it speaks to it doesn't matter where you're from right, you know? right. Um, that type of humor speaks to everybody yes without yep. question yeah, and brings people together. I, I couldn't agree more. I, th I think it's great. I mean, I love I love some of the other themes, too, for, you know, 2001, Space Odyssey is the theme of Springfield. And it's really cool. It's really cool in there, but that's, you know, that's one movie. And this, sure. you get to celebrate so Several many. Films. So many. Yeah. And it's, it's just amazing. So when it comes to the food and, and beverage aspect, too, I know you've kind of hit on the fact that local ingredients try to use local brewery, breweries and things, but I know there's, like, meal themes. Yes. So, for example, let's say we're showing a film and we're doing a five course meal to pair with that can you kind of talk about what the concepts are behind that yes yeah, so that's a whole process so <laughs> i can imagine um 
we have an incredible kitchen manager, um, Jeremy, and John is the assistant kitchen manager, and they are so smart with pairing food to movies. Um, Jeremy created, he was previously in our Springfield location, created several uh, beer dinners and fancy dinners. My favorite was for Blues Brothers. It, there was just... <laughs> I can't, you know, it's a lot of this not safe for work language, yeah, but sure. you know, yeah. like the effing salad cost ten dollars right, right. as a course, and orange <laughs> yeah. whip, orange whip, orange whip was a course. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. the idea is you look for a movie that is long enough to produce you know, sure. so many courses, has ideally has like specific food themes in different scenes that would make sense for it to be you know to for it to have a multi-course meal and you know that that it's funny enough that people aren't going to be either focused on how long they've been sitting there or you know or the food that is in front of them so it's it's not meant to be too take too much of your attention away you know um still have a great time enjoy the movie Right, and right. and also it's not overpowering to where you you know well really it, it just enhances the yes, experience right. because yes. you're engaging with the film on, on a level that you don't normally get to right, right. so like fortunately sometimes like smell of vision isn't a thing in films yeah, right? right but like you know <laughs> in this instance it's almost as if you're eating with them in certain scenes you know how you guys pair exactly. stuff i know yeah yep. so you know that's again just another incredible experience that you're only going to have at the alamo draft house otherwise you know at, at the other places you're just going to get you know fried chicken strips and a burger you know that yeah, right. yeah. we you got that too we I got mean, that too yeah you guys fair. got it <laughs> <laughs> got it if people need it but also yeah. you know in these instances there's a little bit more thought put behind it yes for sure. so much thought and then we also have you know like we'll have a, a menu that we'll keep for a big new release like for ant-man quantum mania we had um tiny little menus and little magnifying yeah. glasses with them <laughs> that we kept you know throughout the run of that movie um we'll do a lot of like big new um, Disney releases will have like an, an associated menu with them because yeah. um, we want it to stay in the theater as long as sure. possible so we, we tie those more to blockbusters but then we have you know just our regular everyday menu too so if somebody you know we try to cater to everything whether you're vegan gluten free right. adventurous or you're one of the people that are like I, I know what I like and I'm ordering that every time right. we got you covered there too for sure and I know another part of you guys' experience that we don't want to gloss over is the fact of concentration on foreign films at times yes usually there's an undertow of foreign foreign films constantly being shown at alamo draft houses as well yeah we want to show as much as we can you know if if something is available to screen theatrically in any way we want to show that every genre because i'm personally like i absurdist comedy is my favorite documentary is my second favorite and it's not always easy to find you know something that's not going to be a guaranteed hit at, at movies but we try to cater a little bit to everybody so that everybody feels like there's something for them and you can always just find it on our our app just get our app scroll through see what you like and then also shoot us a request like i I mentioned that before it's a real thing like a lot of my favorite things that i've found have been at the request of film club people a lot of our film club titles were based on like what do you guys want to see next yeah yeah, and we vote on it i'm always there's no way i as a person can be aware of everything that's going on so i really lean on people to help me for sure speaking of the film club let's talk about it you know how does one join the film club what benefits are you granted being a part of the film club song? I'm glad you said that. Um, we're just getting it started. We do have, um, right now we have a Facebook group. I think it's 
St. Louis Alamo Film Club. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> Fix it and post. Yeah, we um, did. You join on the Facebook group, and then we are going to start like taking requests, and then we'll have a host that kind of runs these and, and leads the discussion right. afterwards. We have passports, so everybody who attends a film club screening, if you don't already have a passport, we will issue you a passport. You get it stamped every screening you're at. After five screenings, you get a film club pin, and after ten, a film club shirt, and then after that, cool. we just keep throwing free stuff at you every yeah. five movies or so something awesome. wrong with that yeah. and then you get another prize if you fill up your book and and then i'm sure your actual you know more traditional rewards programs different outside of that can you yes. talk about what your rewards program yeah is? the the victory rewards program um we're actually we opened it a great time because we had suspended that for a little while we're getting ready to roll it back out um in q2 which is getting ready to start so hopefully by the time this is out. I think will be good, and you can just earn rewards with by seeing a movie. We have it at four tiers. So there's um, commandant, captain, top brass, uh, citizen. I think is the first one, and with every movie that you see, um, you just log into your victory account. Which if you have the app or you buy tickets online, you should just that will automatically add the rewards. There you can get free food. You can get free movies. We have um, we occasionally have victory screenings that are just a advanced screenings of movies before they come out for Very our victory cool. members. It's definitely worth it because it doesn't cost you anything to join sure. and you get like all of our emails and, and first peek at all the stuff that's only available to victory members. So that's definitely cool. Yeah, that's awesome. cool. Very cool. Now is, is the St. Louis and Springfield locations the only ones that you go back and forth between or do you go to the other Yeah, I do. Well? well, I go to Austin about once a year, you know, for different stuff just to check in on everybody and see what we're sure. all doing. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, Springfield and St. Louis are the only ones I regularly travel. Okay. Well, just to get to know you a little bit more, too, I know earlier you said The Jerk is probably your favorite film of yeah. all time, right? Yeah. Uh, are you a fan of other genres of film? I am. I really, like I said, I love documentaries. I'm I'm pretty good with dramas, any kind of tearjerker. Anything sure. comedy-related is going to be my first, like even, even rom-coms. I am really trying hard to understand action movies more yeah. yeah yeah so like i watched all three john wicks that are already out yesterday and i love keanu reeves i was like does he ever take a break to do a sip of water it just feels <laughs> like two hours straight of fighting yeah, it does he's gonna have to rest sometime is anybody right. looking after him i'm worried about him you know, so I, I'm working on action movies and then horror. I've really started to develop a new. The first horror movie I ever saw was Carrie, and mm. I saw that uh -huh. because my mom felt bad she had grounded me, and so she let me rent any movie I wanted. And that was oh, the one. Um, <laughs> and I was like, "This looks terrifying. Yeah. This is going to drive her crazy." And I chose it, and then I like just got paid back big time because then Tenfold. I watched it by myself yeah. mm. after everybody went to bed, and then I was scared for about five years. Yeah. And then I think it might have broken me because I have a, there have been very few movies that have scared me since. So sure. I was like, well, I don't like horror because it doesn't work for me. But I'm trying yeah. to really make myself give it a second chance. Yeah. yeah. And I have found a couple of really good ones. I, I Horror, I had a very similar experience, but uh, I went in the other direction. I ended up loving it a yeah. lot. Yeah. So like. Is that your favorite? It's almost, yeah, it's almost like my go-to every time. Even a yeah. bad horror movie, I can usually suffer through it. You know, occasionally you got to turn them off. But I will recommend, if you haven't seen Psycho Goreman, who I have the shirt on for Yes. Uh, yes. That's an absurdist comedy we as well. Will be, so. We will be showing that here, I promise awesome. you. Awesome. Yep. Very yeah, cool. That's definitely going to be one that we show. Yeah, I, I got to give it another chance. Yeah. I really do. 
Yeah, it's it's extremely trying. campy. Uh, in camp, I, campy movies, I understand aren't for everybody. I right. love campy though. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah, just it, haven't seen that. One. It often plays back into kind of the absurdist comedy type love stuff, it. Yeah. Uh, especially in this. And there's so many quotable lines too. You know, <laughs> yeah. like it was like my favorite film the year that it came out. It's uh, just absolutely excellent. So can't recommend it enough. Awesome. So I'm glad to hear that there's thought of showing it here. Oh yeah, I'll be I, here I, for sure. I guarantee it will be here. Awesome. Yeah, it is usually here at least once a year, and so we'll we'll get it on the next rotation so when did the alamo draft house st louis officially open it uh december mid-december right the week of avatar so like december 16th gotcha okay yeah i knew it had only been a few months and uh i know like originally like you said in 2018 there was talk of you know breaking ground and that sort of thing the wheels started going to motion yeah i you know me as a as a film fan i'm just like constantly waiting for it to to be here and and finally it's here and it feels almost surreal yeah you know oh yeah it feels like the longest wait because i had only just started in springfield when i heard that st louis was going to get one yeah and i just think of how long ago that was yeah sure. <laughs> i didn't honestly even realize until i was doing a little bit more research and reading through that there was one in springfield otherwise i probably would have went down to springfield right. sooner yeah you know yeah. but it, I was unaware. nothing really brings me down there with the exception of like you know the colleges down there sure. we used to have friends that went to college down there and that sort of thing but but yeah this i know you mentioned that the springfield one's a space odyssey mm-hmm. uh themed yep. location when did that open uh, 2017, June okay. of 2017. Okay, so it's yep. still pretty young. So it's fairly yep. new. Someone yeah, so. in infancy, yes. for sure. Yep. Yep. But Alamo years, it's middle-aged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how many Alamo locations are there overall now? 39. 39, wow. 39 yeah. locations, yeah. awesome. And That's crazy. I believe Boston is going to be number 40. It's, it's pretty close to opening. Yeah, and then just, Chicago just opened since we've opened. So, yeah, yeah. Three, three pretty quick. And then we'll have Birmingham um, next year, too. So, yeah. That's I'm, so cool because you can tie in the community with all those locations, yeah, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Boston. Right. There's a bunch of stuff you could do for Boston. Yeah, Chicago Absolutely. is in Wrigleyville, so it's right across oh, the street wow. from Wrigley oh, Field. Wow. That's going to be so, awesome. That's a good yeah. location yeah. for sure. And it is a John Hughes-themed. So, oh, nice. like, the lobby Very is nice. um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's oh, the back yeah. of the car going through the window. Yeah. That whole, that, that's that all very cool. Out. I, I'm very excited that's to cool see location. that in person for the first time. It's funny that you bring up John Hughes because we interviewed a film director actually from here locally uh currently lives here mondo franco and uh, he premiered his short x massacre at uh, the arcaden cinema it's an independent cinema here locally and uh, he's hoping to uh eventually have a showing here he's got some feature films that he's working on and that sort of stuff as well he's originally from la he actually has been in the industry for over 10 years did some whenever like web series were in their infancy yeah yeah he did a lot of uh web series and stuff he got hired on to write and direct some of those episodes and and that uh, but uh, you know he had, he had made me aware that you know things were kind of up and running here and yeah. and the location and everything and just talk, just had high praise for the facility also here so and I you know I say that to say this like everybody that I've talked to that's been here works here has just been fantastic you know you've got some good crew up here Very, the hospitality is 10 out of 10 oh, uh, you know so Derek much. and Jacob helped us out when we came in getting yeah, they're, great. they're great and, and uh, helped us carry our stuff in as well so oh, that's so nice yeah, <laughs> yeah you can't beat that it. and that was a yeah. long trek from the, the parking garage too so yeah. Yeah. Very, I parked on the wrong end of the garage oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're just getting the lay of the land here and uh but yeah they were just they were so kind and uh you know I, that's the field that I come from is hospitality and and whenever you're hitting all those check marks yeah i mean you're just adding the icing on the cake and an experience that is you know cinema as well absolutely yeah we sure try and that's it's great to hear now with you being so busy outside of you know what they might show at uh alamo do you get much of a chance to catch films 
No. Yeah, no. I, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to. Um, sure. I, I, I always want to. But um, when you work in a movie, you're like, well, I want to be mindful of like, are they too busy? I shouldn't go then. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so I watch a lot of movies at home. Um, but I... I do still see, like, I, I just missed A Man Called Otto because I was driving back and forth between the two places a lot when I was in theaters, so I just watched it yesterday. But you can bet that I saw Cocaine Bear on the big screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's That's some one of them you're like, yeah. yeah. You're like, ah, I've got to see it. Um, yeah. You know, like, I saw Top Gun Maverick on the big screen. You know, sure. I, I definitely, I saw Ant-Man Quantumania. So yeah. I, I I try to make it a point to see at least two a month in the theater. Yeah. But I watch a ton of movies, so I'm watching a movie every night, like no matter where I am. And uh, you know, I, again, I just can't uh, give your people enough props, especially you. You know, being timely in communication and yeah. appreciate the opportunity to yeah for even sit down with and us. talk today. Oh my gosh, so I was excited. Yeah. I was like, let's do this. Yeah, this absolutely. So it's always a fun time talking about movies, theaters, and uh, you know, we like to kind of delve into the business aspect of things because we've worked in retail right. for long periods of time as well. You know, yeah. and just kind of ha- see how the cogs in the machine work behind whether it's concepts of business and what you do. And uh, I think it, I think the same. St. Louis location here is just built for success. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's thank a beautiful you so place. Yeah, yeah, it is beautiful. I yeah, would definitely I agree. Well, we'd aesthetic. love to have you guys come back out anytime. Maybe yeah. intro movie or something. Absolutely. Or, yeah, we would love know, to. You know, like hang out in our lobby, do a live show. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not just spitballing. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, any, we're totally yeah. open. Yeah, absolutely. Totally open. I love it. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. And films are you know a huge part of what we do. What we're interested in um you know we do a little bit of everything with uh we we pay attention to the music aspect of things as well that's kind of our background is uh you know local musicians and kind of did little midi midwest tours and things like that so i mean i guess really just the short of it it just goes all all back to the arts yes and you know people pouring their energy their focus into something a passion that they have you know that's why i have a respect for all movies i try not to like I'll use a you know shit on them constantly, right? right? If the if it's a bad film, but yeah. you know sometimes they're so bad they're good too. Yeah, yeah. So you know you got to take that risk. Like going into any movie is a risk at times, you know. It is. And uh, you know I just the experiences that you have here added to that though. I just I'm just really looking forward to it myself. I know we're seeing a film tonight. We mentioned it. And uh, I'm Talk looking about forward to. So bad, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> the thing is definitely yeah. is definitely in that category for sure. <laughs> Well, Jennifer, we appreciate your time. Yes, thank you yeah, so much. I appreciate you both and, so much. This was a lot uh, of fun. We look really forward to maybe doing some more with you guys in the future. Absolutely. Yeah, thank Let's you. Let's do it. All right. All thank right, you very thanks. much. This is Barrett from the ATI Podcast. Each week, Josh and I discuss current events, pop culture, music, TV, movies, politics, sports. Nothing is out of bounds. You can also tune in to learn about rising artists, small businesses, whether it's music, graphic design, filmmaking, or even a brick-and-mortar mom-and-pop shop, we'll be spotlighting folks and their endeavors. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Anchor, or anywhere you enjoy your podcasts. Just search ATI Podcast. We would like to thank you for your continued support, and as always, please... Stay safe out there. This is Barry here from the ATI Podcast with Josh. Hello, hello. 
and uh, we're speaking with Greg Sestero from The Room, you may know, but many other works. Miracle Valley is one of the more recent works as well. We are here in junction with the 20th anniversary of The Room, and uh, Greg has been so gracious to grant us some of his time. How are you doing, Greg? I'm very good. It's great to be back here. Um, it's a great film scene here, um, and it's just I'm stoked to uh, finally be back. We, uh, we definitely appreciate your kindness, and I've noticed how well you've been with the other guests here, too, and uh, the various types of merchandise you have as well was kind of surprising, you know, with some of the posters and things, and uh, it seems like it's being well-received. Yeah, it's uh, one of the great things about, like, the room and cult movies is how they evolve and grow, and so it's been cool to, to be a part of that, obviously. I, I wrote the book some years ago, and then that got turned into a movie, so the legacy just kind of keeps evolving, so it's really, yeah. the curiosity is... Is, is there, especially from young people, it's really strange to come to a showing and there's 12-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The other thing I was going to ask, too, you know, with with the book and then the adaptation by James Franco specifically, were you, were you involved much in that process whenever they were adapting the film? Or Yeah, I so we had a conference call with James Franco three weeks after the book came out. Um, he had never seen The Room. He just started reading wow. the book. And he thought this story is an insane Hollywood story that he wants to tell. So... I was working through it um, on the project through all stages. I visited the set quite a bit, worked with the production designer, and uh, it was just a great learning experience. Being around all these actors that I really looked up to, how hard they work making the disasters, but how much fun they had. Right. And that's sort of what yeah. was like, that's what I want to do. And that's sort of what led into me writing uh, Best Friends, was I want to go out and have fun making movies and also um, try to do something different. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And what did you think about Dave Franco's personification of you in the film? Yeah, we had a lot in common. I mean, he like saw the room by himself in a hotel room in Chicago, and he's like my brother. <laughs> I don't know what he's thinking. Uh, but, um, you know, he was an aspiring actor that tried to get into all kinds of weird projects and uh, really took a nice, genuine tone with his performance. Yeah. And uh, I will say, too, you know, with that film, the book that you've written, obviously it's from your point of view. You know, a lot of people have probably also been lucky enough to catch Tommy Wiseau and his appearances that he's done in promotion of the film as well. But it's nice to hear a different perspective on how it all came together well as well through the book. Yeah, it was just one of those things, you know, very unique friendship that um, two people that see the world totally differently. Right. But somehow something came out of it that people enjoy. And I think yeah. that's the most important thing is the journey was crazy. A lot of people can learn from it, but the end result was something positive. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it is of one of the most, you know, more popular cult films, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, if not the most popular. And I know it's one of our favorites. You know, it's yeah. one that we always try to expose people to if they've never had the chance to see it and uh, make them aware of it. I, I You know, I got to ask, too, as well, is like while you're making it, was it bizarre in some senses, you know, some of the scenes and things? And I know there was like a lot of production hell with replacing actors and things of that ilk. Yeah, I had a very, really unique look at it. You know, I... Um you know, I knew Tommy four years prior to making The Room, so for me, there was a lot of humor, a lot of comedy right. experience, a lot of madness. Right. But um, I think I was in the best place to enjoy it. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for your time, Greg. I just wanted to get a few quick questions with you, and uh, you've been so gracious, and again, can't appreciate it enough. Yeah, yeah thank you, guys. Absolutely. And, and next thing I'm working on, it kind of fits in with The Room, is I'm making a UFO abduction movie. For awesome. the 20-year anniversary to celebrate the room, um, because the people have always said the room, the room is like a, as if a, an alien made a soap opera. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to lean into that and make a, a new UFO movie called Forbidden Sky. So hopefully yeah. you guys will. Uh, Very interesting concept, and uh, best of luck to you going forward. Yeah. And can't wait to see what you have next in the works. Thank you very much. Thank Appreciate you so it. Much. Right. Anytime. Appreciate Thank it. You.
everybody and thank you for sticking around after the break. Just wanted to give a quick closeout so everybody knows what we got going on on the next episode. Uh, before I do that, I have to thank Jennifer from Alamo Draft House St. Louis in Springfield for her time and her patience with us and uh, just an awesome interview and an awesome discussion. And then also Greg Sestero, actor, writer, model, director, does it all. What a talent. What a charming guy. The Q&A that we did following our interview for the Lime Film showing was very entertaining. And his actual live commentary was highly entertaining. And uh, just can't speak good enough about the experience that Josh and I had at the Alamo Draft House, St. Louis. With that being said, let's talk about what we got going on on the next episode. Next episode, we're going to be featuring the talents of Melissa Powers. If you're from the St. Louis music scene, you might be familiar with Melissa and her band Sisser in particular, but she's also a solo artist, and we're going to discuss both projects with her as well and uh, just get to know her better and, and the band Sisser as well. I know that they play a lot of the venues that we frequent and have mentioned on the show, such as a Heavy Anchor, for example, and I know that they are pretty active and uh, you should be able to catch them at any upcoming shows. I believe the record space actually has uh, hosted them in a show there at their location as well. Uh, So this ties into our future visit to the record space. And I just think it's going to be a really exciting episode to hear from somebody different and somebody new to our audience. And that's just kind of what we're doing here this season. We're trying to bring a bunch of new people, new faces in. Um, But, you know, there's still going to be the occasional face that you recognize or heard before on the show, too, because we got a lot of great people doing a lot of great things. So Melissa Powers on the next episode, solo artist and from the band Sisser. After that, we're going to have Marcus Newstead, old buddy of the show, had one of our longest episodes of season one and we got to catch up with him then we talked about pretty much everything under the sun all of his musical projects he was active in the time fister daybringer path of might bastard Uh, and then now he's also perhaps got something new in the works so we're going to talk about that and uh, i'm sure I, i forgot something there marcus so forgive me this man's busy folks so we'll be talking to marcus news newstead Second time on the show next week. Get into everything that they got going on. And uh, I know Fister's about to go on tour this summer as well. So very exciting. I think this is their first tour post-pandemic. And uh, just really excited for the opportunities that are coming out for these guys. And uh, just really good dudes. Deserve everything. They've earned their stripes, put in the work, put in the blood, sweat, and tears. So just big things for Marcus and his projects in the future. And for this week, I am Barry Insane. On Instagram and Twitter. You can find Josh underscore Joshua Welch on Instagram, and we are out of time. So until next time, good night and good luck. Stay safe out there. You've been to where I am, I am on the shelf. Patterns adore you.